Hello, hello. Welcome to episode three of Mixtape and Identity. I'm your host, Shane. My guest this week is the hilarious Emma Holland. Let's go. Yes, thank you so much for joining me for the third case of Mixtape and Identity. My guest this week is comedian Emma Holland. Emma was an absolute delight to speak with. She's naturally very warm and funny, but I also think she brought some great stories and put a lot of thought into it. And I find a lot of music that I really loved from this playlist, especially some of those more chilled songs. A quick reminder, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, you can access the playlist in advance of the episode. Go follow us on Instagram or Twitter for all the details. But for now, we'll get into episode three of Mixtape and Identity with Emma Holland. How often do you actually listen to music these days? That's a good question. It fluctuates. At the moment, it's a lot. I think maybe just because I'm in lockdown and I've been going for really long walks. But I like to have it on in the background of like most day-to-day activities, like if I'm cleaning the house or if I'm doing something. But if I'm going for like a long walk or something... I like to like put headphones on and just like zone out and like properly listen to it. What, what do you tend to go for then when you're when it's long term? Do you go, do you listen to albums or do you have playlists you go to? It kind of d- differs. It depends on the vibe, to be honest. <laughs> like time of day, where I am, if I'm near water, that's a big thing. If you're near water, I, I used to. Yeah, yeah. You know okay. when you're near water and it changes your brain. Sure. Um, I used to not like listening to albums because it used to like sound very droney to me, even if the album's really good. It okay. would just sound like it all bleeds into one sound and I couldn't like get into each song. So I was very playlist oriented. I've actually got on Spotify a playlist for every month from 2013 onwards until now. So I don't know how many that is to 90 something. Yeah. Um, wow. But each one kind of has its own vibe for the month it was in. So sometimes I just like... Okay pick a month or pick a vibe and listen to that and are you trying to find new stuff typically or do you go back to all familiar songs kind of a mix i i love finding new stuff especially there's a radio station in australia called triple j which is amazing for finding like new local talent which i really love but yeah i'm kind of always on the lookout i love i find a lot of my music from like film and film scores like if i really love like a certain vibe that a film has i'll go and find out who scored the film and then from there kind of find new music from that excellent next uh, generic music question then what's the first music that you bought or owned okay i actually have a very specific answer for this because i never really bought any music because i always wanted my first album that i bought to be like a story i was very i was super into music as like a teen i was pretty pretentious about it and then on Christmas in 2010, I bought myself Iron and Wines Around the Well as my first album and wow. then didn't listen to it. <laughs> so <laughs> I've heard maybe three songs from the album. Um, so good. So great. But I think I bought it more for the optics and the story of like, I bought an Iron and Wine album as my first album. And then maybe, yeah, the three songs I've heard are amazing though. Um, okay. Really good. <laughs> so so what, were you, what were you actually into at that time? Then? Oh, I reckon what everyone else was into, like pop i was into a bit of k-pop as well because i went to school in indonesia and a lot of my friends were korean so they got me really into k-pop quite early on yeah just like generic like all american rejects 303 like (laughs) what more could you want you know oh 303 that's a blast in the past i loved 303 i was obsessed with them (laughs) yeah what's the best uh, what's the best live music uh, best live show you've seen last best live performance oh okay so it's a tie once again I'm, as you know now, I, I historically can't make singular decisions, but um, I went and saw Hans Zimmer in Sydney in, I think, 2014 at the um, Olympic Park there. And it was a huge, like, stadium show. And I was, like, way up in the back, couldn't really see anything. But I'm, I really love orchestral music and I love just like seeing people master their instruments and I think just it was also just really silent and I really I don't really like concerts because I don't like other people singing (laughs) right I don't like the noise but just that like quiet and calm was so beautiful and this music was so powerful and overwhelming um 
And just like, there was one point where Hans was just playing the piano and he was playing like singular notes, like one note every 10 seconds. And it was just dead silence in between. It was so haunting. Mm. So that one. But also I went and saw Death Cab for Cutie at ANU Bar, the uni I went to. And it was like maybe 100, 200 people. I was in the front row and it was just so... And this was recently as well. This is like 2015 maybe. And it was so like oh, wow. intimate and like I could see like the sweat dripping off of the bass's face. And like afterwards they just stuck around. So we just had a chat to them because it was such a sh- small and intimate show. And I think just the same thing, like just seeing people master their instruments and like seeing people who are really, really good at what they do like that close was amazing. Well, why were they doing such a small gig? Are they not big in Australia or was it... I have no, no, they could have sold. I have no idea why they were doing such a small gig. Like, I wasn't going to question it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, sure. yeah, I'll go for it. <laughs> I had a very similar experience when I was in Australia, actually. Um, I saw Biffy Clyro in a, oh, really? a really small, really small venue in Brisbane. Do you remember which venue? I couldn't tell you. I have, I have no clue. But a similar kind of vibe. Like, uh, I don't think an, an awful lot of people were Biffy Clyro fans and... Yeah, they stuck around at the end afterwards. Even though their manager came out and repeatedly told us that they had to get straight to the airport, they still stuck around and took photos <laughs> with us and everything. So, um, yeah, that's so yeah. sick. But yeah, again, like having that, having a band that well known and a band that you connect with that much in such a small venue is, yeah, it's a really special experience. I really, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I just like intimacy in live music. Yeah. I think like even with Hans Zimmer that huge venue it just felt really intimate as well having someone who can captivate an audience to to shut up while they're playing something that's maybe like quite quiet is is a real talent like to command that respect from an audience to just like yeah to just listen to what's happening is is a real talent yeah you don't don't get a lot of that there was one guy there's one guy in the audience who at one point went woo and you could hear (laughs) i think i assumed his wife going shh That's a strange... So maybe that's why I liked it. Yeah. I love the tension. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very strange vibe to bring to a Hans Zimmer concert, but I appreciate it. Yeah, right? <laughs> song one is a song you fell in love with straight away, and you instantly went for Arcade Fire and Afterlife. No hesitation. Yeah, it was such an easy decision. No hesitations. I knew it, knew it from the get-go. This one's hard to explain. You know when you just like, you hear a song and you just like feel it in your bones? I don't know how else to explain it. My friend played it for me while I was in a car because we'd had this whole thing of we wanted to make dance videos when we were younger and we thought it'd be really funny to like recreate famous dances from music videos. And she brought up Afterlife because there's this one like live video of this woman dancing to it. And she just started playing it and I was like, oh no, we can't dance to this because I like the song too much. It's too good. And then ever since then, I've just like, whenever I want to feel better or feel good, just something about it, just like, I don't know. You can feel it like inside my body. Like you can feel it like coming out of my skin when I listen to it. It's just such a positive experience, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think it was one of those albums that I, I was, I really liked Arcade Fire, but this was the first one of theirs. This is the first album that they released after I got into them. So I was really excited for this album oh, really? to come out. Yeah. So I was really excited for this album to come out. And then it came out and I loved it. And I think that's probably the best feeling as a music fan is to be ready to love something and to love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um and yeah, it's it's a great it's a great song off that album. Yeah, I've so weirdly I've only listened to that album like a month ago. Oh, really? okay. Yeah, so I've only become like into albums the past year, maybe. And so I feel like right. I'm trying to catch up. I have all these individual songs I love and I'm trying to go back and listen to like their origin story almost. So sure. yeah, about a month ago, I bit the bullet and listened to that album and God, it's good. God, they're very yeah. good at what they do, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very good at music. The old arcade fire. Yeah. I used to take that to the extreme when I was, when I was younger in the, in the days of the Pirate Bay and I was probably post Limewire <laughs> actually, but it was uh, Pirate pirate bay days mm. if i liked a song i would download the band's discography so the, the oh yeah the classic example is i think i had about 70 to 80 goo goo doll songs in my itunes library because i liked iris yeah there it is and, <laughs> yeah sim- similar to your iron and wine thing I, I listened to about three of those songs i just had the rest in my album 
I had the controversial opinion that um, Before It's Too Late was better, but I think that's just because I liked the Transformers movie. Right. That's a, a, a classic. But movie. everyone liked Iris. Yeah. <laughs> the song that took you a while then was Parth mm. by Bon Iver. Yeah, so this one is kind of similar to the Iron and Wine story where I said I liked Bon Iver for the optics of it rather than actually listening to him and liking him. I liked Skinny Love because every okay, hipster yeah. child from 2011 did. Yep. So I listened to that and I loved it and I was like, yeah, I love Bon Iver. Bon Iver's great, but never listened to any of his albums. And then I tried to once and I was like, oh, maybe I just like Skinny Love and that's okay. And I was seeing all... Th- Do you remember when his album came out and he had all these like listening parties where maybe this was just a Melbourne thing, but he set up like a cassette tape in, or had, I guess had someone set up a cassette tape in like one of the laneways here. And all these like little hipsters gathered around and were like (laughs) this huge crowd of people just standing around a cassette player listening to his new album when it was released. Did that happen anywhere else? No. Okay. No. Anyway, I saw pictures of that and I was like, I hate this. (laughs) I hate Bonnie Fair. So I've had, a, I've had a love-hate relationship with him where, like, I loved the optics of liking him and then hated the optics of liking him. And then one day actually right. just sat down and listened to his album and this song, like, took my breath away. It's just so haunting and beautiful. And, like, I, I think I probably yeah. listened to it the first time, like, surrounded by mountains in California. So it was very, like, a very romantic experience of listening to it. Wow, yeah. I have to say, like, as far as Bonnie Iver goes, I'm very, very similar in that Skinny Love is probably one of the only Bon Iver songs that I'm uh, intimately familiar with and uh, this is the first time listening to Perth for me listen to this playlist and yeah it's a it's a fantastic song and it, it's weird because like you know again Arcade Fire bands like that Iron and Wine like I'm I am into that type of music they're probably not a million miles away from the stuff that I'm into but I've just never tried I guess mm. but yeah it's a it's a fantastic song yeah yeah that whole album that Bonnie Bear self-titled album I think is in my like top three favorite albums I, every time I take a road trip I'll listen to it in full like it's the first thing I put on in the car when I'm driving right song three is a song from your introduction to music and your choice is Atomic by Blondie so this one I didn't actually know the name of this song until I was looking it up for this podcast okay but I, I knew as soon as it said a song that introduced me to music like that the intro started playing in my head they're like duh, duh, duh. I was like, what Wait. song is that? And I knew it was a Blondie song, so I, all I had to do was like listen to the second most listened song on Spotify and I found it. Right. But yeah, this was one my parents were my parents are big on music, like real big music lovers. And every Saturday and Sunday, without a doubt, I'd wake up to like something booming in the house. So they'd be like either cleaning the house or just sitting and having a coffee, but my dad's stereo would be like full blast and I'd always wake up to something. And this is the song I remember mm-hmm. most waking up to. Um, so it's like burnt into my brain as like, you know how like an alarm clock, like that sound like kind of burns itself. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing, but it was a lot of Blondie, a lot of New Order, Joy Division, Coldplay as well, which I'll get into, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And even, I don't know if you know Regina Spector, but my dad was really big into Regina Spector as well. So they have such like funny, like such a funny range of music. But yeah, I always, whenever right. I think of music I listen to growing up, it's always Atomic by Blondie, which I now know the name of. But Excellent. I never knew the names yeah. of any of the songs they played, but I just knew the songs. It's a it's a pretty epic song for a song that is about nothing. <laughs> I've never actually like looked that deep into it. What is it about? Oh, g- genuinely nothing. Um, they, they, they picked the word Atomic because it was powerful and futuristic and... I literally I was reading this today I don't know which band member said it or who wrote the lyrics but it was literally a case of they were playing one of these songs they were working on the number and someone was ad-libbing the lyrics and just kept singing your hair is beautiful unreal and that it just that's amazing I love that yeah I, I love when art's about nothing yeah I'm so tired of people trying to find meaning and stuff like yeah, sing about having beautiful hair. Go for it. Yeah. Go off. It just works. It's it's kind of, it's amazing, but also kind of depressing. Like as, as someone who does like, like I have written music and write music and write lyrics as well to like the amount of energy that I've spent on trying to make sure something sounds right, but not too pretentious, but like, 
you know trying to get that line right i want it to mean something <laughs> yeah. but i don't want it to be too earnest you know and then you listen yeah. to a song where it's like your hair is beautiful tonight and you're like ah, what's the like, why didn't i think of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah seal the yeah you're right it's a very epic song it's a pretty intense song to wake up to on a sunday morning yeah massively also like not your standard like mom slash dad kind of music like i think if my dad's taste was like dire straits and bruce springsteen and my mom was really into mm. abba so that's how i oh don't worry like, my mom was into abba don't oh, worry good, good um so that's how i she served like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how i perceived like dad slash mom music so like new order and mm. joy division and blondie is like yeah a pretty interesting range of music my parents wanted their actually no my my dad wanted my mum and his wedding song to be love will tear us apart by joy division <laughs> i think my mum put her foot down it's like i don't know if you know what this song's about <laughs> it's not even subtle no 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 it's it's there in the title and they're still together so i assume if it, they'd had had that they'd be divorced by now probably yeah that's how it works song that makes you happy then is charlie brown by coldplay yeah i i tossed up putting a coldplay song in there because i know currently it's very uncool to like coldplay sure and they're kind of renowned for being a shit band but i've got such a like nostalgic and loving relationship with their like especially early music that it's very hard for me to like turn a blind eye to them yeah um but this song this is this is the same thing as you this song was the album that came out after i got really into them okay so viva la vida had just come out and i loved that album and it was the first time i'd like looked forward to an album of theirs coming out and i don't know what what goes on with me with albums but like i just don't listen to them when they come out so it took me again this came out i listened to like the three like three songs from it and then came back to it a few years later and this one's always been one that like i don't know it just makes me feel like joyful and makes me like want to jump and dance around and like if i'm sad i'll put this on and it'll make me feel better yeah like i I don't know i'm kind of i'm over being embarrassed about enjoying it because of the effect it has on me i'm like well yeah yeah if it makes me feel this good then like whatever who cares yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) is their new stuff good no but that's fine (laughs) that's okay that's valid but yeah this and there's another song from that album called hurts like heaven which has the same kind of thing it's just like bouncy and like joyful and like makes me want to skip when i'm listening to it um but yeah for a while charlie brown was like one of my favorite songs of all time wow okay and it's kind of it's kind of faded out a little bit now but it's definitely still brings me a lot of joy when i listen to it yeah well, that makes sense. Like, so for yeah. I mean, I would first of all say that this this podcast is a judgment free zone. Um, when it comes to music, Great. like, <laughs> I don't believe in the concept of guilty pleasures because I have no reason to feel <laughs> guilty about my pleasures. Um, if I was to judge a song on your playlist, this would not be that song. We'll, we'll get on. We'll get on to that song. Um, is it Blackpink? <laughs> it's not Blackpink. It's not Blackpink. Oh my god! Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get on to. I have some thoughts. Oh wait, okay, no, I think I know what yeah. it is. <laughs> I just just scrolled through it again. I'm like, oh yeah, that's the one. I actually went in a different direction with Coldplay uh, to you in that, like, I was really mm. into Viva La Vida, and I think then my music tastes changed as I think Coldplay got a little bit more sort of poppy and mainstream. Mm. I was not. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just you know, I went one way, they went another. I think. Yeah. But this is like the category is a song that makes you happy, and this is a undeniably joyous song like yeah. one, 100% yeah I think I've also just got so much like I think because I was played it so much as a kid and I always associate it with just like waking up happy in the morning to like clocks or something that I think just that whole vibe just brings me a lot of like happiness as well you look a lot like the drummer from Coldplay have you ever been told that uh, I have not no I'm look you look up. like Will Champion okay Google Will Champion I can look this up it just occurred to me as we were talking about that. Okay. I'm going to look this up now to see if that's a compliment or not. <laughs> it is a compliment. I'll be the judge. He's a very that. successful drummer. <laughs> yeah, that's... I don't I don't think him being a successful drummer is contingent on his, uh, his looks. Yeah, all right. Maybe you just have a beard. I don't know. Yeah. I look a lot more bald in this lighting than 
in reality as well. So that's possibly part of it. <laughs> He's got hair. He's got hair in some photos. Yeah, me too. That's that's how, that's how I put it as well. I've got hair in some photos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Song five is a song that makes you sad. And you've gone with uh, Stoned at the Nail Salon by Lord. Mm. This one's really recent. So this only came out like a month ago, maybe. Yeah. So Lord's been always one of those artists. I think because her and I are the same age, every time she's released an album, it's kind of, she's written about like those universal feelings of exactly what I was experiencing at those ages. So it's almost like every time she releases an album, it feels like my feelings, feelings and thoughts from the past four years have been encapsulated in something. And um, I think this one particularly got to me because I've just kind of, I've moved out to the suburbs with my like partner. I'm in a long-term relationship. We're looking at getting a dog and I've always been someone who's very like independent and I've like loved traveling on my own. I'm like, if I wanted to do something, I'd go and do it. Like I saw a photo of the salt flats in Bolivia when I was 18. I was like, oh, I'll just go there and just went there. Like I'm very, always very impulsive and I'm starting to like live this more domestic life and not just that but enjoy it as well and like this song I listened to at like I think I first heard it at two in the morning which already you're like vulnerable you're like (laughs) tired and but yeah I listened to it and she she's just singing like she's singing about that exact feeling of being really happy with settling down but feeling like you're worried about missing something and I think it just it just struck a chord with me I was like oh no (laughs) she gets it and then I listened to her full album and in the context of her full album, it's definitely different to how I heard it for the first time. It's definitely more about her not experiencing like that lavish lifestyle of Hollywood anymore and like kind of hiding away in New Zealand. But like the first time I heard it with just nothing but my own context to judge from, it was very much like my experience of just like settling, starting to settle down as an adult and kind of feeling bittersweet about it. Where like you really love the life that you have, but you do sometimes feel like you're missing out on something. So yeah, I listened to that and then just like bawled for an hour. And then I, I, I think I've got like a melancholic relationship with it now where I think it's such a beautiful song and I really love listening to it, but I do have to be prepared to feel a little bit sad. I, I really love any Lord that I have listened to. I think sort of what you were saying, I think I, re- I really love lyrics that are just really on the nose. Like there's not there's not really any kind of there's no euphemism to it. It's it's just like this is what it is, mm. which I really appreciate, and I really like the sort of the idea of I don't know maybe I'm just stoned at the nail salon, like just feeling really bummed out. All these sort of this this stream of consciousness, and then like yeah, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just high. Maybe this is just bullshit. It's a it's a it's a really lovely song, and I did I did feel very similar sort of melancholic. Listen to it. A lot of bands that I like have had similar kind of things like Biffy Clyro and uh, Royal Blood have had similar kind of messages in their music recently I think which is about like changes and like moving on from friends and moving on from different things that are sort of not holding you back but they're just like a, a like a different sort of a different life that's been lived um so yeah I yeah relate to that 100% yeah there's another song on that album I I absolutely adore Lord's new album I've listened to it like seven times I reckon but there's another song in that album that was very close to making it called Big Star because it's about her dog that died. <laughs> and like, I, But I didn't know that when I first listened to it. And then I was just reading about the song and reading the lyrics. And I think I was also PMSing. And I just saw that her... She's like, yeah, I wrote this about how much I love my dog. And I just turned around to like my boyfriend and just like welled up and just started bawling. And I was like, imagine loving something so much and it dies. <laughs> so yeah, I think that album is... um quite tear inducing for me <laughs> yeah uh, that would that would get me as well <laughs> a song to relax to is porcelain by moby yeah <laughs> i love moby <laughs> this is okay so the movie the beach came out and i was too young to watch it but i wasn't young enough to listen to the soundtrack and all i knew is that this movie had come out that looked really serene and calming and that this song was on the soundtrack. So I listened to this song and I always associate it with like the beach and calm. And then I, I watched the movie like eight years after hearing the song and realized it's like there's a lot of death and shark attacks and like like drug dealing in it. Okay, yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. 
but at the time, very relaxing. Yeah. And I used to work as a tour guide as well. I used to do tours down like the Great Ocean Road in Victoria. So I'd spend all day driving people up and down this like stunning road next to the, like on the coastline. And we had like a set playlist that we had to play in that we didn't get to pick our own music. And this song was always on it. And I always look forward to this song because it would hit like right as we were coming around this like beautiful curve of the coastline. So I'd always just like chill out and listen to this like very serene song and like watch this like massive ocean next to me. So I've got very like beachy memories from this. Yeah. So there's a very specific like image that comes back to you then when you're listening to the song. Yeah. It's like just like the vastness of the ocean, I think. Just like looking at water and just seeing it like go on and on. Yeah. That's 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 perfect. That's exactly what I look for in a song to relax to. It's like it's it's something that's like a chill vibe in a song, but also brings back a kind of like relaxing memory. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and another one, my another one that my parents played a lot. They loved Moby growing up, so I think again, there's just a lot of nostalgia in it too. Wow. Uh, a song from your preteen years, then is uh... <laughs> is this the one you were judging? <laughs> <laughs> Say nothing. A uh, song from your preteen years is Cobra Starship featuring Leighton Me- Meester. Leighton Meester of Gossip Girl fame. God. Uh, good girls go bad. Yeah. Yeah, phenomenal song. Uh-huh. I don't know what your problem with it is, but <laughs> I have many thoughts. But why, why don't you tell me why you picked this? So questions quick? like thoughts. <laughs> okay, so I was being honest with myself here. I, I was like, I could have picked Iron and Wine, or I could have. I originally had a song by a band called Fanfalo, who were very like, I don't know, folky and like cool. And I was like, no, what was I really listening to? And I was listening to this. Right. Like Leighton Meester was a star in 2009 this was like all my friends were playing this is like it's it's not good it's a chaotic song i love it it just brings back so many good memories of middle school so there's no reason for other than i didn't want to lie to myself and i didn't want to lie to you (laughs) fair enough okay was i listening to this song at at, at a similar age yes absolutely i was listening to this i was listening to 303 who you mentioned (laughs) Uh, a lot yep. of very similar vibes I think I just I find this song so funny when I was listening yeah. to it yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 it was so so funny to me there are a couple of things that I found really hilarious but I'm going to try and coin a phrase here which is which is going back to actually to Duncan's playlist you know the song Fantastic Man by William Ayabur yeah okay yeah I know Fantastic Man <laughs> so for anyone who hasn't listened to that yet the song is basically a man singing to a woman I always tell you how good you look and how sweet you are I tell you this I tell you that and now I need you to tell me how I look and then the woman sings you look so good fantastic man and what I love about that is it's basically a man who's who's written a female character almost to just back up his worldview. and I think this song is very so similar funny. so I'm going to say that this is a fantastic man song because what they've done is basically this guy mm. is singing I make the good girls go bad. I'm such a bad boy. The girls know it, but they can't resist. How could they resist? And then they've just got a woman in to sing the exact same thing, but from her perspective. Not any woman. Leighton okay. Meester, who was the it girl of the late right. 2000s. But it's just it's just the idea of him saying, like, I think one of the things I really enjoyed is like the detail in it. I, I, I enjoy the idea of him being like really <laughs> desperate for, for you as the listener to believe him. Where he's like, she was standing in the corner with her five best friends. And then she's like, yeah, I was sitting in the corner with my five best friends. And I can always imagine him being like, how would, how, like, if this wasn't a real story, how would I know it's five best friends, right? She said it was five best friends. I'm telling the truth. Like, this is obvious. This is real. I am a bad boy and I make the good girls go bad. Like, you ha- like believe me, this is true. Just the, the repeating lyrics in the girls' verse is what gets me, where she yes. just sings exactly what he yeah. just sung. <laughs> yes, which he's written yeah. for her to sing. So this this is what I mean. Like he's he's basically written a, a a character for her to sing, which is just to back up what he mm. already said. I I love it. The confidence. Yeah. The goal. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so this like this is the phrase I'm using now. It's a, it's a fantastic man song, which is anytime a man writes a, a female character to just inflate his ego. It's a fantastic. Oh, that's man such song. a good. Fr- that's such a good observation. Yeah. 
I'm going to like make a whole playlist of songs <laughs> like that now. I'm going to go back and have a look. Yeah. This is going to be a thing for me. I'm I'm trademarking that. It's a fantastic man. So. It's that 2008 male confidence, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah. hadn't been me too yet. <laughs> yet. Also, also side note, I listened to this and then in my head I was like, I know exactly what these guys look like. I'm thinking 303 <laughs> Abercrombie and Fitch models and then I looked them up and my god they, have you looked them up? do you know what they look like? oh yeah yeah I know what Cobra Starship look like I'm sorry <laughs> but I I do not believe him that he makes the good girls go bad <laughs> he, maybe after this song he was a man of his time I remember <laughs> them wearing like coloured skinny jeans and me thinking oh it's so daring that's yeah. so cool yeah I saw, I saw the black suits with a little red trim. I love it. Sexy. Uh, song eight is song eight is a cover, and you've gone with "Mamma Mia" by Austin Weber. Yeah, Weber Weber <laughs> Weber, I think. Weber, yeah. going with "Mamma Mia" by Austin Weber. Yeah. So this one kind of requires a little bit more context than just the song on a playlist. There's a video online called I think it's called "I Went to Kyoto to Stand in a Lake and Sing an ABBA Cover." And it's just a guy who has gotten his, like, just a camcorder. And he's obviously gotten his friends to just film him. And he's, like, literally just standing in the middle of a lake. And they're, like, zooming in on him. And then there's, like, clips of him singing in, like, a second-story building. And they're, like, zooming in on him in the window. And it's just him in Japan, like, this white man in Japan, just singing this ABBA cover. This, like, crunchy little, like, textural ABBA cover. It just brings mm-hmm. me so much joy. I, you, I think you need to definitely watch the video with this one. But okay, it's my favorite cover because it's just so like goofy and like silly and textural, and it kind of reminds me of like um, what my partner Duncan would make if he was doing a cover. It's kind of got that like goofiness and silliness to it, so I really love it. Right, I'll look up the video and I'll put a link in the in the description. It's good fun. He's got a very good sense of humor. This guy, I think. Okay, excellent. I'll give it a go. Song nine is a song that you would sing at karaoke. So you would sing Sugar Town by Nancy Sinatra. One, it's in my range. Yep. Two, Zoe Deschanel sang it in 500 Days of Summer. And that was the exact image I was trying to emulate as a preteen. So ever since then, I was like, yeah, my my karaoke song's the same as Zoe Deschanel's. Um, And I don't currently have one. So I just thought, well, that's probably what I would go to because it's the least stressful for me. I know it. I know how to exude the vibe I want from it. I'll go with Sugartown. <laughs> okay. So it's an easy song a... to sing, you know? Right. So it's a, a strategic choice. Yeah. Yeah. Show my range. Okay. Um, yeah. Show my abilities as an artist. Show that I listen to Nancy Sinatra, which maybe is... I don't I don't know much about the woman. I'm sure she's nice. Yeah. That's cool. I'd say it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. It's a fine yeah. choice. It's a, it's a very normal <laughs> choice. <laughs> yeah. We're okay with it. <laughs> next song there's a song that reminds you of a specific place so your song is pain by the war on drugs mm. yeah i listened to this it reminds me of the countryside of bolivia out of all places but i think like i was saying earlier i was a very like impulsive younger teen and i was very into the idea of traveling by myself and so i went on this like month-long trip to south america on my own and I was getting a lot of buses everywhere because I was poor and I was doing like 10 hour long bus trips through like country town Bolivia like on the way to Chile and this the landscape's phenomenal it's so amazing like you just randomly pass this like giant snow-capped mountain and then go around the corner and you're in the desert it's insane but um I remember during this trip just feeling incredibly homesick and not enjoying being by myself at all and just wishing I had company and so on these really long bus trips, I would just, I listen to this song on repeat, like pretty much the whole way. Cause it's just so long. And so like, I don't know, it, it, it's just a nice song. I feel like it like matches landscapes. I don't know how to explain it, mm-hmm. but like when I hear this song, I see those landscapes again Yeah, and see that like, it kind of changes in the same way that the landscapes did as well. So it's okay. got that kind of weird little flow to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I always remember being in Bolivia and just being incredibly homesick but right kind of that like i'm seeing these incredible sights and i'm seeing this incredible scenery that i never would have seen otherwise but i miss my friends 
Okay. How does it make you feel now listening to it? Is there a comfort to it or does it just still bring that sort of homesickness feeling? I think there's definitely a comfort to it because I think all the parts that I felt like I was missing at that point in time are now here, you know? So like I've mm. got my friends and family around. So now when I listen to it, all I can like feel is the grandeur of it. And like, okay. I can just be back in those landscapes without feeling the homesickness of it. Yeah. Ironically, no pain. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> But yeah, I feel like that about most of songs by The War on Drugs. Just it's got such a like grandeur to it. Yeah. The reason I ask about how you feel about it now is I have a very, very similar song choice or would be a very similar song choice for a similar kind of time in my life. I went and tried to get work on super yachts uh, in the south mm. of France. Have you ever seen Down Below or Below Deck? <gasps> Below Deck. Oh, yeah. I'm a big Below Deck Mediterranean right, so... fan. I was just about to be like, you Below Decked it? <laughs> I did not because it turns out the vast majority of people in that in that world are cunts. But um and checks yeah, out. And it takes a lot of money to get into it. But anyway, I was I was on my own for about four to six weeks and I'd have added similar mm. about like a lot of it was very good, but then there were moments where I just felt incredibly low and felt like why why am I doing why am I here? Like, this is just an idea that I had, mm. and now I'm, like, on my own. Yeah. So I have a very similar relationship with a Snow Patrol album that I listen to a lot, which yeah, I think there was a period where it would make me very sad to hear that song because that's the sort of feeling that I associated with it. But there definitely is a comfort to it now because similar to what you said, is like, I'm home now. Like, the people that I miss are, like, are with me. Yeah. And there was a, there was a comfort in that music at the time, so I'm kind of almost grateful to it which is a weird thing to say about a song but yeah it's a, yeah. a similar kind of relationship i think which, which song was that that mostly it was got um well it was just an album it was a uh, 100 million sons so it was it was one that they did like i think it was their big album after chasing cars um and they had i don't know if have you listened to that much uh i've listened to like songs here and there of them so i definitely know them okay i have a very similar relationship with snow patrol to coldplay mm in that like um some of their earlier albums i was really really into and then sort of it sort of became like songs here and there and then not so much yeah but they have a they have a song on that album called the lightning strike which is a it's like 13 to 14 minutes long it's like it's and it's broken up into three parts and i, I really recommend it like it's 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 an incredible listen and it was just something i would just stick on and you know go for a walk and mm. stare at the ocean and feel like a sad little boy <laughs> um so yeah that's yeah that just that, that just reminded me of that when you said about uh bolivian homesickness yeah song 11 is a song that reminds you of a specific person mm. and your choice is claire de lune by flight facilities yeah uh this song reminds me of my older sister rachel because okay. she got me drunk for the first time to this song oh, wow okay <laughs> yeah so i was i i was a very late drinker i didn't drink till i was like 17 I I got drunk for the first time a week before my 18th birthday okay. and it's because I was about to go on a coast trip with my friends and I was so scared of drinking because I'd never done it before and I was like all oh, my friends are going to be drinking I don't know what to do mm-hmm. and my sister was house sitting at the time and she's like come over to the house I'm house sitting we'll have some drinks we'll listen to some music you can just experience what it's like to drink for the first time and we can just have like a nice night and so I went over and like I had maybe two vodka sodas and was out I'm like <laughs> I was gone <laughs> But I was, remember that like overwhelming, like kind of dizzy, but like euphoric feeling and like lying on the ground. And then she put um, this song on the stereo and it was so, she put it on so loud that I could like feel the bass in the floor. And it's like, it's such a beautiful song as well. So I was just like hearing all these like beautiful violins and just this bass, like in my whole body. Mm-hmm. So now I just like, whenever I hear this, I just think of that moment and like how much care she had for me in that moment and trying to like give me such a positive experience. Yeah. I'm just very grateful. What's annoying now is this is now used by Telstra, a phone company in um, Australia. So it's like every time you open a YouTube video, it's like the first four bars of this song, but it's like, update your data plan now. (laughs) Like, but I, but I had like a euphoric experience to this song <laughs> look what you've done to it <laughs> big tech taking it from you yeah <laughs> once again <laughs> that's that's an incredibly sweet thing that, um uh, uh, it's incredibly sweet of your sister i have to say 
Yeah, yeah. We're not that um, far apart in age either. Like, it's less than two years. So we've always been super close growing up. Um, We've always very much been, like, looking out for one another. Right. And also that, like, yeah, being able to go to her and, like, express that anxiety of, like, I'm afraid of this new substance and her creating such a safe space for it was so lovely. So it's, like, a lot of... When I hear this song, I feel a lot of love for her and just, like, a lot of... Like, I feel very grateful for having that kind of relationship in my life. Yeah, that's lovely. Song 12, a song that motivates you, and your song is About Work the Dance Floor by Georgia. I'm I'm a very big... um, I really like dancing, and not in, like, a good way. Like, <laughs> like I'm not a good dancer, but I love going to, like... Not clubs. I, I like very specific dance environments, which is, like, a fun bar where there's, like, a little dance floor, or, like, at a festival maybe like way in the back where there's like enough room around you to like move around. But I love like dancing to music. And this is one of those songs where like whenever I hear it, I'm like motivated to like move around and like dance. So there's not much of a story to this one. I just love this song so much. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a really, it's a really, really fun song. I thought this song sounds like less like a song that you would dance to and more like a song that you would have slow motion shots of you dancing in a montage. Yeah. And like feeling kind of euphoric yeah. rather than like shuddy and yeah. like euphoric, moving your arms around. Free, just yeah. letting loose. But it, yeah, but yeah, like in a, in a fun way, not like a, I've had a bottle of vodka and I'm I'm up two minutes from throwing up in a <laughs> in a hedge. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading about the artist and she wrote this song about like when she was touring and like how the club culture in every city was kind of like universal. Okay. And how there was always like that euphoric experience in every city that she went to. So that's kind of a nice little background to it that it's just like she literally wrote it out of like the joy of dancing with other people. Right, okay. Cause, uh, yeah, because I read the lyrics and it's 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 kind of like about having, it's you know, moments with you is the refrain, isn't it? And I mm. thought it was almost like just having a moment with someone before not seeing them again. So it kind of, it makes sense mm. that it's about like the cities that she's in and how she experiences those different club environments, I guess. Yeah. Song 13 is a song that someone introduced you to. And your song is mm. Undertow by Maddie J. Yeah. So my partner Duncan introduced me to this one. He's, I've had like a, an interesting relationship with him and music where I, he's, I'm obsessed with his music taste. It's so fascinating to me. It's so interesting. And I think because he like used to work as a musician and like is a musician, I, for the first two years we were dating, didn't play him any music that I listened to. Cause I was so like afraid that he'd judge it. Um, and he's not a judgmental person either, but I was just like, this is too personal to me. I can't, I can't expose this part of myself to you yet. But this is one of the first songs he played me where I was like, oh, I think we have a similar taste in certain aspects. Um, and Maddie J is a phenomenal musician. She's She does like a lot of Twitch streams of her making music. Um, and weirdly enough, she's out touring with Lord now. So oh, wow. it's this weird like crossover of like one of Duncan's favorite musicians and one of mine. She's like playing bass for Lord at the moment in her band. Oh, amazing. But yeah, I think this is my favorite Maddie J song. And it was the first time that Duncan introduced me to music and I like trusted him enough to play him some of mine as well. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's very, that's very sweet. It's um, my, my wife and I have a very similar kind of experience with sharing music with each other. Where our, our, our tastes are like, they're more similar than they are different. But we also have a lot of bands that we just like don't quite sync up. So there were a couple of songs that she introduced me to and a couple of songs that I introduced her to that have just like just having those few songs that we both really love. Yeah. Is it's a really nice thing to have together. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And then Duncan will go off and play something like Hot Snakes. <laughs> I'll be like, This is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Hot Snakes actually. <laughs> song fourteen, a song you wouldn't expect to like. So you're going with Blackpink. Did it, did it, do. Yeah, I know Duncan put a Blackpink on his as well. He did, he did. (laughs) We love Blackpink. I don't know what to tell you. Him and I, I reckon we listened to this Blackpink album maybe 20 times last year between the months of October to December. Yeah. We're like, every time we got in the car, this album was going on. I'm just obsessed with it. I don't know why. Mm. I'm really into like commitment to pop, I think. So I I also really love like Carly Rae Jepsen because I feel like she does this as well. Yes. 
But like, I think if you're going to make pop music, just like make pop music, yes. you know, don't like beat around the bush, just yep. make it as big and as like chaotic as you possibly can. And the production on this song is like insane. Mm-hmm. Like you feel like you're insane listening to it. Yeah. Um, and this was, a, my little sister got me into Blackpink. She's very into like K-pop as well. Yeah. But I'm just obsessed with the world of it. I just think it's like, they're like, yeah, we're making pop music. So we're going to choreograph dances. We're going to do big costumes, big production big vocals everything about it is just so like grand and poppy yeah and i just like i just completely like i respect that (laughs) yeah this is one where i was like oh i don't think i'll be into k-pop i don't think i'll be into like the music this poppy but i'm just obsessed with it yeah i just think it's so fun and so like the production's just so like cool i don't know yeah i really like it (laughs) i said to duncan like uh, with his blackpink song which was uh, was it How You Like That? Yes, it was How You Like That. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like pop music that's been written by an algorithm mm. or, or like it's the most like distilled version of pop, like a flavor extract as opposed to the mm. flavor. There's a real like intensity to it, but also like it's almost like MSG in a way, which you're like, yeah, I don't know, don't know why I like this, but I really do. And I really want more of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's spot on, actually. Yeah, a flavor extract rather than a flavor. I think that's exactly how I'd describe it. But even, I think the production even is so smart. Like, it's not, it's also not too much. It's like, he's taken elements, like, I can't remember the name of the producer, but it's this, like, guy who produces a whole heap of K-pop stuff. But it's like he's taken elements of pop songs and just, like, he's just taken one element at a time and overblown it, but it's just that element. And then he kind of switches out between them throughout the song. So it's, you never feel overloaded, but you're like experiencing each pop element to like the maximum capacity. It it changes up so quickly. Um, Yeah. There's so many different components to it. It changes up so quickly. You don't really have time to, you would never get bored listening to it because it's, it goes from one extreme to another. it, It keeps you on your toes. Really? Listen to the Blackpink album. It'll it'll change your life. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I I'm reluctant to because I'm scared. I'm really gonna love it, and then this is gonna open up a whole new thing. Oh, you I will. Just don't, I don't yeah. have. I don't have time to get into hip, to to K-pop. Oh, I don't really either. But like, I don't. I think just this is the only. This and like, there's a few BTS songs that I love as well. But like, Blackpink's right. the only real K-pop artist that I've like properly gotten into. Right. It's a tricky song to to sing along to though. What did it did it yeah, do? I, I looked at the, yeah, because I, I looked at the lyrics and it's just like a wall of Korean mm. and then fact check. Yeah. And then <laughs> Korean and then fact check. What I love. So this band is full of, um, there's only one girl who's like Korean and grew up in Korea. There's two okay. other girls who are Korean, but they grew up in New Zealand and Australia. So when they talk, they have like my accent, which is so funny. And then there's a girl oh, who's nice. Thai, I think. So okay. it's so funny listening to it because you can hear when the like Korean girl who grew up in Korea is singing because she sounds Korean and the rest of them sound yeah. like an Australian speaking Korean. <laughs> right, okay. Are they putting effort into the accent or do they just sound like, can you hear an Australian twang? You can definitely hear like the twang, I think, but it's also kind of masked. It's the same thing as like when a, an Australian sings music, it's kind of masked by the fact that they're singing. But like what I hear is an Australian singing in Korean. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Lastly, then song 15 is a song that you think everyone should listen to. And your song is mm-hmm. Montana by Youth Lagoon. Yeah. So I think I, I could have picked any song from this album, but um, a Year in Hibernation by Youth Lagoon is like, I think hands down my favorite album of all time. And I think I just wanted a reason to put one of their songs in. Right. Cause I was like, I feel like this is so definitive of my music taste that it, I like, I can't not include something from them. And so I don't, I honestly don't know if this kind of music's for everyone. It's very like airy and I don't know. It kind of like makes me picture like, like sunbeams and like, coming through leaves on like a waterfall and it's very like i don't know i don't know how to explain it ethereal yeah but that whole album is kind of it kind of sounds like this and i think if you just want to mm. like zen out and listen to some like weird floaty music you should definitely listen to it but yeah this is one of those things where i'm like this is my favorite album i think everyone should hear at least one song from it because it's just okay. delightful excellent yeah. Yeah, it's a very it's it's a very 
peaceful chilled kind of vibe mm. i think it's a really good sort of summary of your playlist in a lot of ways mm. as well because a lot of the music is sort of quite similar kind of chilled vibes obviously you've got you know blackpink <laughs> starship in there as well but um, <laughs> but a lot of the vibe is very like is is very relaxing very chilled mm. so yeah it's, it's a very nice way to to round it off for sure yeah and it's kind of green kind of has that same thing that like sugo ross does of like starting off quite little and then getting like bigger and bigger towards the end and i think that's what i like in an album because i can separate the songs in my brain without like fully focusing on it so i know like if it gets quiet again a new song started and it's just like getting to experience that like openness every song i really love yeah i love it when a song opens up like that yeah excellent uh well thank you very much for for coming on thank you thank you for listening to the whole playlist <laughs> i listened to it like six or seven times like it thanks for listening to cobra starship six or seven times yeah i didn't didn't love that but they need the hits yeah. they need the views no you loved it don't don't lie to yourself we all love it cobra starship hq are just going nuts this week like we're getting hits we're getting hits <laughs> 14 <laughs> listens in one week <laughs> So do you have anything that you want to plug or promote? I've just started a new Instagram account called Animals and Sunbeams where I post photos of my friend's animals lying in sunbeams. Okay. So uh, maybe follow that. Lovely. Oh, that's pretty much it. Everything else okay. i got going on is kind of humming along in the background. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> and if you have any photos to submit, I love to see them because I, I truly love seeing animals in sunbeams. Okay. I have a very cute picture of my dog with uh, the uh, sun was coming through like as a rainbow almost. Oh, yes. We love it. Yeah, we love a rainbow pic on this account. (laughs) So a little side by side of him and uh, Ariana Grande from one of her um, (laughs) album shoots. So I'll I'll send that over to you. Please. I would love that. Excellent. Thanks very much. And that's it for episode three. Thank you so much for listening. If you are in Australia, it looks like things are starting to open up, so go support live comedy where you can. Emma does have some live shows coming up, so you can check her out on Instagram and and find out where she's performing, and go and support her. I can confirm that Animals and Sunbeams on Instagram is good, wholesome content, so if you like animals, go follow that. Uh, My submission of my dog did make it to the grid, so you you can check that out. It's very cute. If you like this show and you want to support it, then please do go and follow the socials at Mixtaping Identity on Instagram, at Mixtaping ID on Twitter. That's where we announce guests, playlists, etc. And that's where you can get involved in the conversation. So tell me what songs you like from this playlist. Let me know some other fantastic man songs as well. You know, I want to make a list. Do all the other stuff as well. Leave a nice review. Tell your friends. Message me and say something nice about the episode. I'll be back next week for episode four. So in the meantime, take care of yourselves and we'll speak to you then.